0: What if I told you that your life could be completely transformed through meditation? Welcome to Meditate On This, an inspiring podcast where I share true life stories of people whose lives have been completely transformed through meditation. I am your host, Angela Acomando and I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So welcome. Uh, I want to welcome to my show, Dr. Disha. I'm excited to have her on, especially during this time we're going in together as a globe. Um, welcome, Dr. Disha. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so blessed to have you on. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a, it's a Saturday today, so I'm glad to be able to spend some time, quality time with my children and my family.
0: Yeah, and so we're all kind of in this space where we're spending extra quality time that we didn't foresee with our, um, with our families. So I wanted to know if we could maybe start off with talking about and giving people some tools that they could use to help them during this time of crisis a a time where we now more than ever are seeing impermanence minute from minute, hour by hour. When you turn on the news, it's constantly changing. And in these teachings that we both study, that's one of the main teachings that our teachers talk, at least I know my teacher talks about, is how life is impermanent. And we're seeing this really amplified right now in all of our lives on a global level. So if you could share maybe some of the things that you're doing, and also explain what kind of a doctor you are. Um, what do you do?
1: Yeah, so I think maybe I'll start with that first. Mm-hmm. So um, I am a cardiologist. So I'm a board certified cardiologist. I've been practicing for more uh, more than a decade now, and um, I've, I'm a non invasive cardiologist, meaning I don't do heart surgery, but I take care of people who ca- who have heart attacks and. I also I see patients in the office, and I take care of patients in the hospital uh, with all kinds of different heart conditions. And so it's been, um, and I also have a very special interest in preventative cardiology and preventative health, uh, women in cardiology, women in heart disease, um, and prevention. And so. Uh, leading a healthy life is a passion of mine. I also used to be the director of cardiac rehab in my uh, former position at St. Luke's Hospital in, in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm a big, firm believer of getting to the root cause of disease mm-hmm. and that there isn't a pill. I don't, I, like, I don't like the idea of having a pill for every ill. And and so, yeah, and so and and much of my field is filled with that because there's we have had a lot of great research in the field of cardiology that has really helped people live longer when they have heart attacks. It really has. And uh, yes, we have wonderful procedures and surgeries and wonderful medications that really do help extend life. But what I've noticed after doing this for over a decade is that it's not enough. It's not mm-hmm. enough to help people thrive in their lives. And it's, it's not enough just to give a pill. It's not enough just to do the surgery. I tell my patients who've had heart surgery, those bypasses are a Band-Aid. The stents mm-hmm. that my partners put into your heart for your heart attack, they're a Band-Aid. The true healing comes from the inside. It comes from... The, the food that you're putting into your body, food yeah. as medicine, it comes from the exercise and your body needs to stay in motion. And I ask every single one of my patients about their spiritual practice. And so many people think that I'm asking them about their religion. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and for some people, spirituality and religion is very much tied together. And that's totally fine. But there's so many people who just say, no, I have no practice. And, um, about five years ago is when I got introduced or I decided to take, um, a spiritual practice into my my own hands and, and I learned to meditate and I learned transcendental meditation and it absolutely changed my life. Mm -hmm. So the reason that I did that at that time though, was because I was working full time as a cardiologist. I had two children under the age of three. And I was nursing my children, you know, at night and then getting up and going to work. And it was, and I had a husband at home too. And like it got to be, it was one of the most stressful, stressful times of my life. And interestingly, um, in 2008, actually, my husband and I had our first child who we ended up losing. And that experience catapulted me into my spiritual quest. But it wasn't until after I had living children at home (laughs) did I finally completely unravel. And, and, and And I had to find something. It got to a point where one of my managers came to me and said, Doc, what's going on with you? You look like your mind is going a million miles a minute. And I was like... Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I haven't slept in, I don't even know how long. And I would come home from work and I'd be snapping at my kids, snapping at my husband. I mean, the energy was just so heightened and negative in the house. And I knew, I knew that I was the one who had to turn it around.
0: Mm-hmm. I knew
1: I was the one who had to take that step to change this because this is not the life that I had dreamed of. And, and although I was blessed, it was hard to figure out how to navigate this. And that's where meditation came into my life and completely transformed it. So
0: who introduced you to meditation?
1: Oh, well, that's a great question. So I've always kind of been interested in yoga and meditation Mm. since I was like early on in medical school. I think I started uh, doing those Rodney Yee tapes of yoga. And so Uh. um, so I would do those videotapes. And so that's where I kind of heard about it. And they'd go to some yoga classes here and there, and they would try to do, they would try to, you know, we would try to do, I would try to do meditate with the class, but I always thought it was totally impossible because I would just sit there on the floor and my shoulders would get more and more tense. My back was hurting and they would be like, clear your mind. And I could never clear my (laughs) mind. And I kind of gave up on it. I kind of gave up on it. And then um I actually went to a cardiology conference in two thousand thirteen. I was pregnant with my third daughter and they were go that one speaker was going over all the uh, quote-unquote alternative um, medicines that have, have scientific proof of helping your health. Oh, wow. And so they went over chiropractic care, they went over acupuncture, they went over mindfulness meditation, other meditation. And so the thing, the only one in, in, in what he was presenting, the only area that had statistical significance in reducing mortality, meaning helping people live longer and reduce heart attacks and reduce blood pressure, was, was meditation. Wow. And so, out of yes, all of that, out of all of that, that's the only scientifically proven. And, yes. scientifically wow. proven. And so I knew at that point, I was like, I really need to, I like stuck in the back of my brain. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta delve more into this because there are also so many patients who come to me and they're like, I don't want another pill doc. I need something else. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah, many yeah. patients, many patients come to me asking for something else, and so that happened. Like so, I remember that, and then I was reading. Um, you know what really jump started me into it though? I was reading Oprah's book. What I know for sure, I was mm-hmm. listening to it on tape and she mentioned her experience with transcendental meditation and so like it kept coming to me in different places in my life and finally like once my clinic manager said that to me like it looked like my mind was going to my a minute and I would things were just kind of unraveling in my life I was like I have to give this a try and and if I if I can do it then I can start like prescribing it or keep or recommending it to patients because I didn't want to recommend it because so many people in the Western medicine realm think it's all woo woo. Yeah. you know. And so, and so I was like, well, I want to try it for myself first. And so then I got really, really comfortable with it. And I was able to, to have, I was able to come to a place of stress resilience it didn't get rid of the screaming children and of course nor would I want it to but it helped me respond in the moment rather than react yeah
0: it's helped me with that a lot too
1: yeah big time and so the entire my entire household transformed and that's a that's a tiny thing that happened I mean Mm. it literally opened me up to receiving some of the wisdom that the universe is giving us all the time that I had not been open to I had not been open to before that
0: wow so now do you think some of the thought process of oh meditation is a woo -woo thing is starting to go away because there's so much science proving it now or do you think it has you know do you think there's a change in mindset with
1: that You know, I think it's slowly changing, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am on a daily basis, I'm immersed into the Western medical realm. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm actually now working in, um, an, in a hospital that is, that was actually very excited to hear that I was a meditation teacher and oh, wow. they, they have, they have like a mindfulness committee and like, we wow. were going to have a physician before this COVID thing. Like we were, we were supposed to have a physician's retreat and I was going to do a workshop. Wow. On it. And so I, this is definitely different than it was 10 years ago. So, yes, I think that more and more people are realizing the importance of it and mm-hmm. realizing that procedures and pills and surgeries aren't enough of yeah. an answer for people's health and well being.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, That's great to hear. Um, And I know, you know, when we kind of had our our pre-interview, I was just excited to have a doctor talk about this because it's one thing to have people who say, oh, I'm into yoga and blah, blah, blah. But it's another thing to say, I'm a doctor. Not only, you know, do I prescribe it, but I do it myself and it's changed me drastically. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what, what advice, or what tools would you give people as they're you know, encountering our very shaky world that we're living in right now when it comes to meditation and the benefits that could help them in, in the present moment with just the world we're living in with COVID-19? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I really, really, really believe, believe that while all of this turmoil is happening, there is a very, very big gift that's coming that we just haven't realized yet. But if you look at the present moment and what you're doing right at this second, um, you can see the gift. I mean, for me to be able to sit with my six-year-old and bake cupcakes with her and go walking outside with her and just spend that kind of time with her is one of the things that I've been asking the universe for, for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I've been wishing and wanting more time with my family and okay. I wasn't really asking for it through COVID-19, yeah. but here I am being <laughs> blessed with that time. And so it's, it's so one of the tools that I think is important for everyone to realize, to, to use is just, when you feel like you're absolutely freaking out with the anxiety is just stop take a deep breath (sighs) look around you where you are and just start filling yourself with gratitude gratitude for the heat in your house gratitude for the roof over your head gratitude for kitchen cleaners gratitude For the people that you get to be with the gratitude for this time, gratitude for the sun shining for the blue sky being out there gratitude for being able to go outside. I mean, the the number of things that we can be grateful for in the moment is endless. And what happens is, is when you flood yourself with that gratitude you're able to change the energy of yourself and thereby change the energy in your household. And as we change the energy from ourselves to our household, it radiates out to the community and from the community to the world at large. And that can have a healing effect on the entire world, but it starts with us. You know, we have to refuse to go down that downward spiral. We have to refuse to do that all is well, None of this is permanent yes. or pervasive all this time next year. We're going to be looking back and being like, wow, I can't believe we just survived that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a country that survived nine 11. We've yeah. survived other wars. We can do this. We yes. can do this and show up for each other in a whole new way.
0: So, yes. That has definitely yeah. been my prayer, Is that is that we awaken and realize that we are a we world, not a me world, and that we put away our um, blocks of Republican and Democrat and color and race and background, and realize that, you know, we are just one race, and that's really just like the living race, you know, like even including animals mm-hmm. and things like that. So, and I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. believe that, that is what's going to come out of this because, you know, mm-hmm. living in New York during 9/11. I saw humanity at its best, at its mm-hmm. absolute best. And it was mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing. You know, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it, because it really yeah. was a very scary time. It's different, because then we could see the war that was going on. This is invisible, mm-hmm. so we can't really see it, so mm-hmm. it's different. So I think right now, people are acting a little different. But when things get more intense as the days and weeks go on, I do believe we will see humanity at its best. I already have in many ways, you know, my, my in-laws own two restaurants. So they've had to close them. They kept one open for um, curbside pickup, which normally they don't do. And I have to tell you, the community has completely come together. I mean, everyone's bought more than enough food at the supermarkets, as we see. So nobody has Mm -hmm. to order. They're really doing this to support them and it's, a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. It really, really is. Um, yep, so from is. Um, from a science background, especially when you said that you went to that workshop, can you explain on a scientific level what meditation, like why does it elongate our life and what does it do to our body and what are the scientific benefits? Can you explain that?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we all have heard of the, our fight-or-flight response, right, and so this is another thing that I'm actually, I'm actually trained with the HeartMath Institute as well, and so this is, this is all intertwined, and the HeartMath Institute, if, if you haven't heard of it, is an institute that has done tons of research on um, our emotional heart and its physiologic and scientific connection to our brain, to each other, and so, so when you know, I I like to remind people that when we were in our mother's womb, the organ that first, that, that the way we know that a a fetus is viable is when we find a heartbeat, right? So the heart began to beat and the heart started its work even before the brain did, the brain was created. Mm -hmm. And so the heartbeat starts and it gives us, you know, the, it's going boom, boom, boom. And it's kind of telling your body, you know, legs form, arms form, eyes form, brain form. And we gestate and we're growing in our mother's womb. And then at nine months, we come out. And that's when the brain is there and it starts getting all its inputs. And our brain was really created to help us survive. Mm-hmm. And for problem solving. And so right now, we, you know, if we watch the news a ton, we feel that our survival is at risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of like when we were cave people in the jungle, we felt like, or, like, or not, we felt like the tigers were actually chasing us. Mm-hmm. And in order to survive that tiger chasing us. Our reptilian brains would go into what we call that fight or flight response, which physiologically what happens is your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, your respiratory rate goes up, your your immunity goes down because your cortisol levels go up, okay, which increases your sugar, but your immunity goes down because it's only concerned about wound healing right now. It's not concerned. It's not concerned with long-term immunity and trying to prevent infection or anything. It's just, it's just, it goes down in the moment because it's just trying to survive right now. Our blood gets stickier because it gets ready for wound healing. And that's also why during huge times of stress, we, our blood gets stickier. We can have brain attacks and heart attacks. And, um, and so, all of the, this entire physiologic cascade goes on when we're in fight or flight. And the thing is, and you know, right now, many of us have gone into that fight or flight because we're worried about this virus. But guess what? It's not being in fight or flight trapped or in lockdown in our homes is not helping us survive, okay? What the antidote to stress, which is what we turn on when we meditate, okay, is that parasympathetic nervous system. So our sympathetic nervous system is our fight-or-flight response going, in overdrive and the opposite or the antidote to that is turning on our parasympathetic nervous system which all of us have that response ingrained into us as well we've just forgotten how to tap into it and so when we go into that relaxation innate relaxation response everything reverses meaning our heart rate normalizes our blood pressure, normalizes our respiratory rate, normalizes our immunity goes up, our blood sugars come down, our blood starts um, flowing better, so it's not as sticky. And all of these physiologic mechanisms happen when we turn on our relaxation response. And meditation is a beautiful way to turn that on and help our immunity come on right so that's where when we have a meditation practice that turns on that response we are healing we're helping our immune systems be stronger Mm. so we don't need to be in fight or flight now many of us physicians and doctors when we're in the hospital taking care of patients who are really crashing and burning are in fight or we are in fight or flight. And so, you know, for for me as a healthcare worker, and for my fellow healthcare workers out there, this is also why it's that much more important that we don't give up our meditation practice. And I know for me, it's been a challenge. I'll admit, it's been hard for me to keep it up. But I know how important it is. and And I'm really trying to get back to my steady standard practice because I know that I will be able to serve my fellow human beings better if I, if I am in my restful awareness response so I can respond rather than just react in the moment constantly. Mm. Is,
0: so boosting our, one of the ways we could help to boost our immune system is through meditating, you're saying.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. It's amazing. And the, the, Yeah, the other part of this, which I think people forget, and this was huge for me when I started meditating, was that I was in a lot of sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was nursing and I was working full time and on call. I mean, and so I, my sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation makes you, uh, really prone to illness in, in, in every way, shape and form, whether it's increasing your, um, infection rate, increasing your cancer rate, all of those things. Um, yeah, it does. Sleep deprivation completely, um, affects your entire health and well being. And one of the things that meditation also gives you is it gives you deep rest. And so some people are like, oh, are you just sleeping? You're not sleeping. And the way I always knew that I wasn't sleeping is because it never made my sleep become worse. So like if I took a nap in the middle of the day, I would have trouble sleeping at night. But when I take 20 or 30 minutes to meditate, I can still sleep really well, but it still gives my brain and my entire body deep rest during those 20 to 30 minutes. So when I come out of my meditation, I'm more focused, I'm more productive, I'm more aware and I'm more resilient. And so I just function at a higher level. So That's another part of that for
0: your -hmm. health. So how quickly, scientific-wise, can a person go from having their sympathetic nervous system on to switching it to parasympathetic? How quickly could that happen, possibly?
1: You can do that in a matter of five breaths.
0: Wow. Five breaths will totally turn it around. I mean, I feel it in myself when I do it, but I never know, you know, oh, is it actually activated or am I just feeling calmer?
1: that is that is being that is your parasympathetic nervous system being activated mm. the fact that you feel calmer and you know it's funny that um somebody was telling me the other day that they were at the pharmacy and like the six people in line ahead of them were all getting xanax prescriptions filled wow <laughs> <laughs> and then and you know and and i was taught and i still am a you know i'm kind of strict i mean if, obviously some people need you know, some people have really pathologic anxiety and they need medications for it. And that's, that's not what I'm talking about, but, yeah. you know, I was taught Xanax is the work of the devil. Like you only <laughs> use it if you're going to fly or you, you only use it if you're in like one step, you know, situation that's really, you know, driving you crazy and maybe COVID-19 is one of those, but, but, you know, there's other ways that we can turn on that relaxation response. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, meditation is definitely, um, a, I would say a preferable way to at least try before reaching for that pill. Try, try, yeah. have a guide, you know, try. There's so many apps out there that you can try. There are so many of us meditation teachers out there who are ready to teach you how to do this. Um, so it's, it's really a powerful skill that that I hope that can more adults can start using it and that we can even pass on to our children so they can have it as a huge tool in their toolbox so they can navigate life in a calmer, more peaceful way. Mm -hmm.
0: So doctor, what advice would you give people who are maybe right now thinking this is the perfect opportunity with all that's going on in my life. That's out of my completely out of my control. I'm going to start meditating. What advice would you give them to start?
1: So, ah, such a great question. So just to start, I mean, you can start anytime, any day, anywhere, and you can start with just sitting and taking a few, closing your eyes and taking a few deep breaths, deep into your belly, and five deep breaths, and count to five or six or seven as you inhale and you exhale, and that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, just with that. And the other thing that I think is really important is to set, be intentional about, about sitting to meditate, meaning, you know, set your time. Like I'm going to meditate for two minutes, or I'm going to meditate for five minutes, or I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes and set your stopwatch on your, on your smartphone. Um, and for that time and sit. And either you can use any kind of, um, I teach a mantra-based meditation, but a generic mantra that I teach people when I teach in big groups is so hum. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that you can just repeat. You do an inhale, so, and an exhale, some silently. So as you inhale, you say so And exhale, hum, but silently in your mind. And you just go back and forth, so hum, so hum. And as your brain wanders off thinking about different things, as soon as you realize that you're off of the mantra, the so hum, you just come back to it and come back. You gently come back to it. You gently come back to it. And so what you're doing is you're slowly, you know, training yourself to choose your thoughts. Mm -hmm. and so and you can choose the mantra just favor the mantra just for that time that you have designated for yourself for to be your meditation time and trying to stick to it for five minutes in the morning the morning time is a great time to do it and um in the evening uh between five and seven is a great time to do it if you can be by yourself that's that's helpful uh for me i'm living in in a rented apartment right now that's very small so i meditate in my car most of the time oh, wow. the place. that's the only place I can be by myself where my kids aren't trying to get at me. <laughs> I love how you're making it happen I mean this
0: is yeah. this is the perfect example especially actually this is great advice for right now because we're all yeah. I mean I'm stuck in a small <laughs> apartment too um yeah. so this is great yeah. it's like hey you want to go into the car you know just go right out into the car and meditate yeah. that's that's actually like yeah. golden right there yeah
1: yeah, that's my meditation pod. Like I sit there and I have a couple of my moonstones that I'll sit and hold and I and I take my deep breath. Obviously this is not while you're driving. This is why you're parked and the car is turned on. And um, you know, and you just and I sit. I sit with my with my stones in my hands. You don't have to have stones in your hands. You don't need anything. You can just sit, sit comfortable sitting up and just close your eyes and take those deep breaths and set that you know, the, I don't like setting a timer that's going to buzz or be jarring, um, so that's why I usually say use the stopwatch, or, you know, I've used Insight Timer app, which is a free app, which you can um, customize the dings, like the singing bowl sounds, to a certain volume, and so you can customize that as a timer, and so I really like that. There's like a warm-up, and it'll ding, and then you can go for your five minutes, ten minutes, and then it'll ding again, and you can customize the volume of it, because I don't like a really loud jarring sound taking me out of my meditation that can lead to like headaches and stuff like that. So you just want to come go into your meditation gently and come out of it gently and take a few minutes when you come out of it to take some more deep breaths and take gratitude for that time, give gratitude to yourself and to the universe for that time and, and then go about your day. So those are, those are a few little, um, pearls. Um, those are great. That, they were that those I are really, really yeah. great. Um, and I
0: love how you call your car meditation pod. That's so great. I mean, this, yeah. these are the things that we have to do is like, even now, like people are like I'm in isolation and it's funny because people i have gone on retreat with, I'm like, I actually have paid people to like, take me to a place and be alone and be inside, you know? So it's like, we can call it
1: isolation or retreat, yeah. give it another name. and exactly. Absolutely absolutely i can't agree with you more it is it can be a retreat yeah. it can be a retreat and it's almost like like i my husband was saying this to me and i totally agreed with it and he was saying like it's almost like like the whole world needed like a control alt delete oh yeah you know? amen to that we, yes amen to that. like we have been in such overdrive for yes. so long it's like the universe is like halt. Stop everybody go inside. (laughs) And retreat. Yeah. Everybody gets a timeout at the same time. Yes. And it (laughs) is and it's not a punishing timeout. It's not a punishing timeout. It is a welcome retreat. If we can if we can see it that way, if we can change the story. To yes. that, to being a, a retreat given to us by the universe, I, yeah. I really do feel that we will all come out better at the end of this yeah, than, than worse you know, it's been amazing we'll be able to navigate it
0: all. Yeah. And it's also been mm-hmm. amazing to see um, how parents have adjusted so well to, to homeschooling, you know, and how fun we're all having. I mean, I, it, my husband did the first day of homeschooling, and I did the second day and my husband because I'm always like, I'm very laid back. I like to joke around a lot. So he didn't think I was going to take it serious. So I showed up to my first day at my new job in a suit. And my son like freaked out. He was like, "You're the mom. You're not." I was like, "Everybody wants to say I'm not going to take this serious. You'll see." Uh, But we really had fun, and I was able to, you know, add health class where we did like kind of like a a yoga nidra or restorative yoga, I guess I would say. And I I ended up falling asleep for two hours. So thank God I only had one kid in my class, or the class would have went crazy. But.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, this is another, another pearl that I give to people when they're when I start teaching them to meditate. If you fall asleep during your meditation once in a while, it's okay. It means your body needed it. And that's fine. That's fine. Your body needs it. We all need rest. And so if you nod off and if you fall asleep for two hours, that's stress release. And that's okay. Now, if you fall asleep every single time you meditate for like two months in a row, then we, start, then we start needing to look at, then we need to talk to your doctor about maybe other medical issues that might be going on with your nighttime sleep. So, so <laughs> but if once in a while you're falling asleep, it's okay. That's exactly what you needed at the time. It was perfect the way it was. And when you wake up, just finish off your meditation and then go about your day. So it's okay.
0: Yeah, I know, you know, I think that's another thing that as Americans, at least I feel we have a hard time with just relaxing in general. Like, you Uh, know, I've traveled to Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and Italy and France, and everybody else is fine with taking naps in the middle of the day, like not Mm -hmm. working so crazy. It's like us, we have such a hard time with stopping. And um, yeah, yeah, so the universe Mm -hmm. did give us this gift. I totally, totally agree. And I hope as time goes on, people will see this so far. I think people are handling this pretty well. And as time goes on, I hope they do. That is my wish that they do see this as such a gift, you know, given to them. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. This is really an opportunity to slow down and listen to your body, listen to the universe, listen. You know, I tell people praying is talking to God and meditation is listening. And so listen, listen to that inner voice inside of you and listen to that inner wisdom. And you will find so many gems and your whole life can transform once you start turning in a little bit and and really listening and taking that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: thank you so much. You gave listeners so, so much stuff, um, on a whole other level. So So I appreciate your wisdom. I was super excited to be connected with you and to have you on. And so can you share with everyone where we can find you and I'll put the links in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So I do have a class that I teach um, and hopefully we'll be getting that up and running again, but you can go to drdisha.com, which is drdish com. That's my website. So if you're interested in, you know, being put on a mailing list for what, what I'm going to be doing, um, you can go there. I also have, uh, I give a daily direction from Disha where we go over the laws of the universe and um, any kind of um, spiritual guidance that I feel like giving for the day. I, I give a daily direction from Fisha and you can look that up on YouTube or Instagram um, and you can find me there. So, yep.
0: Awesome. I'll definitely put those links because uh, I love to connect people to resources that will help them and really get them on a path that could Completely change their life because I know that's what meditation did for me and you and every guest that I've had on. And that's my intention is that people will hear and get curious. And um, I actually offer a free meditation challenge probably about every three months. We have one coming up April 17th, which I may move up with everything going on. I don't know. But um, so thank you so much. So I'll definitely make sure that everyone has access to where to find you, because uh, you're amazing. And I can't wait to meet you in person one day. Maybe when you come down to Tiffany's house or something, we could get together.
1: Yes. Yeah, that would be, be amazing. That would be so amazing. Yes. All right. So, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Meditate on this podcast. I hope you were inspired today. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified of every story as they're shared. I would be so grateful if you left a review, rated it, and shared it with a friend. This helps bring these inspiring messages to more people in the world. And if you'd like to bring more peace and happiness into your life and you're interested in starting a meditation practice, make sure you join my free meditation challenge. You can sign up for it at MeditateOnThisPodcast.com or there's a link in the show notes below. For daily inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Angela Accomando. Have a wonderful day. And remember, there's transformation through meditation. Ciao for now.